0: Ready To Die and Life After Death are two influential albums that stand the test of time and, and are often looked as the the blueprint to what New York hip hop should sound like. But I don't know that it raises to the level of being inducted for a lifetime of work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Season two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, Lewis. y'all ready? Just musically Yo, speaking. Yo, Pedro, what's good? I'll let the music talk to ya, like Lou and P. Pedro got that vision so your mind can see. Louis got them ideas, let them out be free. We got the whole industry speaking, speaking musically. Season 2, every episode it's is poppin' with facts. You can get behind the scenes of the acts and tracks. All the drama in between, working out and relax. talk about the real shit and the wax contracts. So turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats. It's physically speaking, Louis and me. Turn it up, light it up, ear pods and beats. It's physically speaking, Louis and me. Up, up, physically speaking. Louis and, me. Louis and me. Let's get it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's go. Uh-huh. Start the yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. i
1: bless you Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking the Podcast. My name is Pedro. My name is Lewis. And we, we've been, we started something last year that I thought was really cool, where we kind of talk about a bunch of musical topics and we call it the mashup.
0: The mashup. Yes, sir. Everything that's and happening in music and what you should know. Yeah,
1: go over a couple things that's going on and give some recommendations if there are any and kind of just keep
0: keep, keep you in the loop on
1: what's happening and give our thoughts.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, some exciting news. I woke up, uh, I guess we both woke up one morning and uh, and found that uh, Eminem dropped another album.
1: Yeah, music, <laughs> to, to, be music uh, to be murdered by. Music to be murdered by, yes, sir. So for those who are not stands, a.k.a. Eminem fans, forward... Until maybe minute number six or so. But uh, <laughs> everybody else. Haters. First of all, I, was very, <laughs> I was very excited about it.
0: I was too, man. I was so excited that it came out during the night. And when it dropped, I put on my earbuds and I, I listened to the entire album while laying in bed. I love, I love what Eminem stuff. And you know what it is? He creates that suspense. You don't know that. You, come on. He did, I think it's like 16 or 17 tracks on this album. Almost considered a double album. He obviously has been working on this for, you know, who knows how long and just drops it out of nowhere. And it just surprises his fans. It gives his fans something to eat. You know what I'm saying? This Eminem is the shit, man. Eminem is dope. I'm a stan. I stand by it. I am a stan. Hate me if you want. Yeah, I mean,
1: the song, there's there's 20 tracks on that, maybe 17 if you take out some of the some of the Interludes, interludes yeah. But it's, it's... Which is heavy, dope, by the but... way,
0: right? I mean, he hasn't done that kind of album in a long time where it's almost, you know, from beginning to end, intros and outros and interludes. I mean, that, that that's dope.
1: Probably Marshall Mathers LP2 was the last one where he really oh, had Oh, that's right. Yeah, theme, you're right.
0: You're right with the skits, yeah. Uh, from beginning to end. I mean,
1: it's uh, 64 minutes, so it's... It's it's a lot of tracks, but remember, you're talking about Eminem here. So he's rapping at a rapid pace. There's a lot going on. The songs kind of meld into each other. Yep. And I was, I was very impressed with the body of work. I like music with themes in them. The topics that he discusses, nothing new. So you're not going to see the maturation of Eminem. We talked about this many right, times. Right.
0: And he's still controversial with his lyrics.
1: Yeah. And he's very quick. And he does touch up on some really interesting things. I mean, he talks a little bit about gun control there. Uh, he talks about he t- he does he does some good storytelling which he hasn't been doing mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily him it's him telling a story yeah all good stuff I was happy with it I mean the reviews are the reviews you know people are kind of done with it but you're also talking about a generation that sees Eminem in a different light right so
0: Eminem is making music now for him you know and he's making music now for hip hop heads for for stands for folks who 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 love hip-hop i had mentioned before you know i think between this album and his last album kamikaze i mentioned this to you before i i can't think of one song on any of those albums and we're, we're talking about maybe 30 songs altogether, where any of those songs are potentially commercial hits or or made for radio you know i think everything he's doing now seems to be underground seems to be just for the culture just for hip-hop just for those heads who love hearing his lyrical assassinations on these beats, and you know the great thing also, he brought a couple of friends on on this latest album, um, some great features uh, that that are uh, that really not surprised us because I think a lot of us expected some of the some of the um, the guest appearances, but they brought it. You know, saying that this this is a nice to me a nice complete album uh, with just a bunch of different styles. And like you said, touched a bunch of different topics.
1: Yeah, and it speaks true to what is hip-hop, right? You know, he goes into some of his themes that he likes to explore, but he also had some really big-time guests. Um, And everybody brings their A-game, and I think that that's important. When you're with Eminem and you're with him on a track, you have
0: to bring an A-game. You have no choice. (laughs) You have no choice. Eminem is so nice that if you don't come up with a hot verse, he is going to swallow you alive. Eminem is just that that kind of and, artist. And I,
1: I do like that. I like that the folks that were brought on really take their game to another level. I think there's, we'll talk about this in detail when we dissect the album. I think there was only maybe one rapper or two that kind of got to his level. Everywhere else, he, he's, he's the guy. He's the star of the show. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, overall, great body of work. Some really good guests in there. Great. Uh, people don't talk about this enough. The production, top notch. Dr. Dre worked on several songs here, and you can you can easily yes, tell yes. that it was his hand on this. I think he's, not gonna lie. Some of Eminem's work in the last maybe five or six years, producer wise, not the best. It wasn't as polished, a little rugged. So it was good to see yeah. Eminem really working with Dr. Dre again.
0: And he talks about that. He talks about on this album, how people were looking for him to do that. Yo, go back to Dre, put the formula back together. You know, he's I just love his lyrics, man. He tells great stories. And and like you mentioned before, I think this album, there's a lot to unpack. It's a lot of music, a lot of topics, a lot of curves, a lot of folks who were guest appearances that we need to kind of unpack that in a different episode. So we, we're gonna commit to recording a new episode that we where we just talk about this album. Um, its impact and kind of dissected for you
1: agreed and you know i think this is a good moment to talk about i mean eventually eminem and his body of work and what he's done for the hip-hop community and pop in general will be enshrined one day in the rock and roll hall of fame and the 2020 class was announced and we got some we got some good yep. names in here
0: yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 fans of, of a lot of them. I'll start off. I'm mean, one of the ones is, is Depeche Mode. I grew up listening to Depeche Mode in the '80s. Their trans house type style was groundbreaking. You know, they've done some great music, and I remember just growing up to that. You know, it's it's. Uh, I'm glad to see uh, them being recognized.
1: Yeah, Depeche Mode kind of started a culture of, you know, in my opinion, they're the grandfathers of emo. You know, these guys mm-hmm. were. They had just a style that. Cannot be duplicated at the time. And then a lot of folks kind of took that lead and they've been, uh, people have mentioned their name as somebody that they've looked at as inspiration. So very, very well worth it. The Doobie Brothers, I mean, if you're into rock, the Doobie Brothers are right up there. These are big timers here. Um, I like some of their work. I'm not a huge fan of theirs.
0: I first came into contact with him during an episode of uh rerun uh rerun was oh, in Oh okay. Yeah, good times? Good. No, not good times. It wasn't good times. Uh,
1: uh what's happening?
0: What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, it was an episode where I think uh rerun had brought a tape recorder to a Doobie Brothers concert and he got busted recording the recording the, the show. And they were the guests, you know, they were guests on the show and they busted him and he got in trouble with his mom or or with uh, with Roger's mom. It, it was that's the only time I remember the Doobie Brothers. So that's my that's my official Doobie Brothers story.
1: Well, I mean, I think that <laughs> folks probably have heard the Doobie Brothers music before, especially if you're listening to like a classic rock station. But you don't know that that's what you were listening to. I mean, what a fool, what a fool believes. Yeah, exactly. Long train running. I mean, you hear the names; they sound to sounding familiar. Listen to the music, rocking down the highway. I mean, these are staples of what classic rock is all about. So, congrats to them. Uh, a little more modern, Whitney Houston.
0: Whitney Houston, yeah. Posthumously,
1: I, I almost inducted. thought she already
0: had. She was already inducted. But yeah, that's that's a that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I mean, she had. Uh, she was unstoppable in the yeah. '80s and '90s.
0: Look, set aside all her, you know, drug issues and personal issues, and and kind of you know the last years of her life. She had a huge impact in music. There is no one who can attack a Whitney song like Whitney Houston. I mean, Whitney, even even one Super Bowl where she sang the national anthem. That 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 became a single. So imagine that. She she is uh. Tremendous, man. She She's done some great, great, memorable work, you know, even in her movies, waiting to exhale the bodyguard. I mean, she's done some 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 memorable stuff. Well-deserved. Well-deserved.
1: Yeah, well, a wonderful career there. And uh, just uh, unfortunate uh, her private life. But, you know, a lot of these musicians and, and folks who are just incredibly talented have demons and issues yeah. that uh, obviously we cannot... Uh, Describe. We don't know. We don't live their life. Yeah, exactly. uh, Nine Inch Nails. All my progressive rock friends were losing their minds over that one. Uh, (laughs) You know, they're big. Yeah. And modern rock has a big influence on what. You know, Nine Inch Nails was a big influence on them. Kudos to all those Trent Reznor. I mean, I listened to some of their stuff, and my some of my friends are huge Nine Inch Nails fans. So. Kudos to them, the Notorious B.I.G.
0: Yeah, that that's a big one. I mean, that, that's that been uh, kind of invading my my timeline on Facebook and Instagram for the past couple of days, you know, talk about him being inducted. I have some opinions on that. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, personally,
1: I think it's premature. I think that there are others who could be worthy of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now that aren't, especially if you're talking about hip hop. To your point, you know,
0: I think about, well, who in hip hop, who's who hasn't been inducted, would probably be better suited. And first name that pops up in my head is L. L. Cool You know, I think he's, he's had longevity in, in the industry. He's had, you know, 10 albums plus, uh, you know, and I think he's had a bigger impact for the game of hip hop. You know, Notorious really's had two albums, be it though he's great albums, right? I think those are Ready to Die and Life After Death are two influential albums that, that have, have stand the test of time and, and are, are, often looked as the the blueprint to to what new york hip-hop should sound like absolutely but i don't know that it raises to the level of of being inducted for a lifetime of work you know
1: i agree and i think that that's uh, what's kind of has me a little bit torn on that one and i know that even though folks in the hip-hop community yeah. aren't going to go ahead and say that because the legacy the legacy of biggie is so huge yeah, at this point know, yeah but i think that to be honest there's so many artists that paved the way for Christopher Wallace that need to be in there first.
0: Yeah, that's that's well put, well put. And, and I think you know I, I, what I don't want to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame get into is you know because of you know if someone passed away and they feel like this is a way of honoring their legacy, you know I, I think we still need to look a little bit past that you know and and look at the body of work look at the impact of that work over time and i think those are the folks that that deserve it you know not to say that notorious at some point would have not been considered i i don't know you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know that he's had enough work although the work he's did he has put out has been impactful but like you said i think there's folks ahead of him who I think who, that uh, that's, who need to be honored first that's
1: kind of where we're at we're on the same page there and like you said i don't want the the rock and roll hall of fame to start getting you know doing this so they can get you know people to watch you know and, and create some right. sort of buzz so uh, that's that's what I'm hoping that they
0: avoid. So. Yeah, agreed. And then the last inductee to the class of 2020 is a band named T Rex. I, I don't know too much about them. Um, I know they they are a rock and roll band. So I need to do a little more research. But do
1: you know anything about T Rex? <laughs> yeah, I mean I know enough. Uh, oh, I was you're into, old, I was. I just listen to too much stuff. Um, Tell me about it. But uh, I was introduced to T-Rex actually through Quentin Tarantino. So I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. Ah, I love his movies. Okay. And specifically his soundtracks. I mean, this guy, when it comes to music and moving a movie through music, we are kindred spirits. He mm-hmm. just knows how to really, and he doesn't do it with, how I want to get new music. He does it through older music to push Ah, his movies along. Interesting. There's a particular movie called Death Proof, which is actually a lot of fun. And it's an homage to those uh, classic movies that have a lot of stuntmen in it. Kind of wacky, grindhouse-type movies. And that soundtrack has a very popular song from T-Rex called uh, Jeepster. Ah, okay. So that's how I was introduced to T-Rex and they they've been it's a band that's had many iterations so they started as Tyrannosaurus Rex then they became T-Rex and they've been around throughout the 60s and 70s and even had a period where they were known in kind of like the disco circles yeah signed to Casablanca Records so they've had a a what I guess a very powerful moment very short period of time mm, okay and then we haven't heard much from them but if you're in those kind of circles in terms of if you were somebody that was uh, out and about in the 60s and 70s if you were kind of in the teenage young adult you've probably heard of t-rex and i think they deserve it uh, just based on what they've been able to accomplish long term yeah and what what they meant for the 60s and 70s decade
0: so good stuff good stuff the induction uh ceremony is scheduled for may 2nd 8 p.m so we have you know a little ways away for the induction ceremony um and that's always a big deal too i mean they they do a big show and have some performances so looking forward to that yeah i would love to see what they do for for biggie i want to see what the tribute they do
1: yeah i mean they're gonna do something fun it's gonna be uh first time broadcast live so this is not gonna be a recorded show which i think is cool
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: And uh, I've never been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum in Cleveland. That is on my bucket list.
0: Nice. Let so me know. Mentally, I'll go with you.
1: Eventually, I'll make my... I might be there. I, I might have to go there two days. It's going to be something that I'll be there all day. Uh, I heard it's really cool. Lots of artifacts and things like that for those who are so
0: cool. Yeah. Men- mentioning that, I'm looking forward to going to, uh, to uh, Motown. Mm-hmm. Kidsville, yeah. Kittsville, yeah.
1: The, the, the Detroit? Are they in the Yes, park? sir.
0: Yeah. Yes, they are in Detroit, yeah. Very good. We got something else in the news, unfortunately. Yeah, some sad news. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah,
1: Ozzy uh, revealed recently that he has been diagnosed with uh, Parkinson's disease. Wow. Which uh, is uh, a big deal. You know, that that's a disease that uh, attacks your nervous system, and eventually you'll have trouble controlling your, your movements. Yep. I read the story about how he found out about it. So it was secret for a while because he was trying to figure out what he had. Uh, yeah. He had a fall during a New Year's Eve show, 2018 New Year's Eve show, fell down, got hurt really bad, got surgery. And while they were doing all those tests, they discovered that he had Parkinson's wow. and At that point, he had to get surgery and get better recover from the fall that he had. But then he had to go and figure out, well, what do I do now? I have to take medication. I have to do these things. And um, I think the difference between somebody like Ozzie and somebody else who has Parkinson's who might not have the funds... Is he has access to the best care in the world? So he
0: came out recently on a, a duet with Post Malone, a song called "Take What You Want," which is huge on the radio. I mean, it's one of part of the two top singles off of Post Malone's album, which has done really well. And Ozzy sounds amazing on this record. He sounds young. He sounds like like he did, and you know, and his in his uh, in his prime. So you know, obviously, he's he's recorded that you know probably within the last year. Or so so you know, it was surprising to hear this news.
1: To add to that, Ozzy has a new album coming out end of mm. February. So he does have some work. Okay. He says that he's going to continue working and, and touring and singing to the best of his ability. And he has the best care, yeah. I believe, in Europe somewhere. He's got seen some specialists. So he is doing the best he can to carry on. But uh, Parkinson's is no joke. That's a big time No doubt. big time uh, disease. And it, it's one of those things that there's no real no no cure for so right, right. over time it, it it's only going to uh get worse and eventually he'll step out of, of public performances in some way so
0: well we wish him the best and he's uh you know nonetheless he he uh obviously has a great catalog has a huge impact and looks like he's still making marks so Good luck to Ozzy, and you know, hope uh, hope he he copes well. Yeah,
1: and, and he's a he's a a great example of someone who has been able to fall and get back up multiple times and oh, yeah. reinvent himself. I mean,
0: oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. knew
1: of Ozzy Osbourne because I love music, but a lot of people were introduced to him through uh, reality TV and really got yeah, a chance. That's right. That's right. To to get to see another side of him, and that really kind of. Gave him a second life.
0: Yeah, agreed. So
1: there you go. All the best to Ozzy.
0: Yep, for sure. And talking a second life, looks like Hip Hop Evolution released a new season. Season four is out. For those who don't know, Hip Hop Evolution is a hip hop music series on Netflix that kind of dives into hip hop and the evolution of how it's grown and made its impact in music. So I'm excited about season four. I actually had a chance to binge watch a little bit, so I caught up to season four Episodes one through three, there are a total of four episodes for season four right now, available on Netflix. Uh, have you had a chance to check it out?
1: I have not seen them yet. I didn't even <laughs> know that they had a new season. So uh, I, when, it comes to, when it comes to TV shows yeah. and stuff like that, man, I'm so behind ball. But I do appreciate Hip Hop Evolution. When uh, I saw that it was out, Dope. I got to catch up on all those episodes. It's a, very well done. We highly recommend it if you want to just know yeah. your your past or you want to catch up or you, you want to know a little bit more uh, behind the scenes of what uh, hip hop is all about. And now that they're kind of, mm-hmm. they got past the, the right. meat and potatoes, right? How it started and kind of got through all the golden age stuff. Now they're getting into more of the niche and nuances yeah, love it. of hip hop, which Absolutely. I, I like. I mean, I there's that season four, that. just
0: to give a quick little synopsis. Season four starts off with episode one uh, entitled Bounce to This. And it really talks about how hip-hop when rooted in new orleans developed artists like master p like juvenile and talks about their story you know their catch on hip-hop what they considered bounce hip-hop kind of blew up episode number two southern lab uh talks about down south you're talking about three six mafia Little John, crunk music, and how that whole developed. Episode number three, one of my favorites, talks about the super producers. So, you know, back in the days when you saw the Neptunes come out, Timbaland and Missy, Kanye West and his crew, Jay Dilla, I mean, bunch a bunch of great producers. Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley, yes. Just, just that whole, you know, how hip-hop was really dependent on great production and and those super producers who weren't just producing music, but they were also producers slash artists. So that was a whole nother phenomenon that was new to the hip hop game. And then the last episode talks about mixtapes and the impact of mixtapes and how that blew up 50 Cent and blew up TI and Lil Wayne. I mean, those those were huge back back in those days and the impact of mixtapes. And I think we talked about mixtapes before. Uh, in, in in a previous episode, but but you know mixtapes were vital to the hip hop game. So yeah, definitely check out season four. It's great. Uh, you know if you haven't seen any of the seasons, this is the first time you're hearing about Hip Hop Revolution. You know, do a little bit of binge binge, uh, binge watching and catch up. You have a lot of episodes to catch up with.
1: Yeah, there's about 16 episodes total, and I, I do suggest you start from the beginning and make your yeah. way make your way through it. I, this particular season I find very interesting because I. Can clearly remember these phases. When the beginning of hip hop evolution, I was still very young during the hip hop right, kind of right. age, and as things were developing, I can only go by vaguely what I remember and saw. But I can clearly remember Master P blowing up, Juvenile, what that was like being in high school. You know, Southern rap, really getting into 3 six. I don't know, I'm very dark. I love three six mafia. You know, yeah. Lil John being in college when Lil John blew up. You know, super producers. Yeah. You know, that, that stuff was, I mean, Lil John music gets you hype.
0: Hype. I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. you want to
1: run through a brick wall when you listen to that. And I needed that because I was in school yeah. and working and I was a zombie half of the time. I needed something to get me going. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, I the rise of 50 Cent and these and TI and mixtapes and mix that underground gritty scene
0: yep. that still exists to this day. Yeah, yeah. And all those guys, 50 Cent TI, Lil Wayne, all of them started on the mixtape scene. You know, they they didn't jump right into commercial success. So it's great. You know, and what's what I love about this this series is that it really takes you inside, you know, beyond commercial hip hop, right? It takes you how, you know, we talk about producers or cities that weren't on the map then. You know what I'm saying that 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 were were grinding out doing hip hop and became huge and became s- rooted in hip hop and so important. So it it's it's a great if you if you love hip hop, if you don't know much about hip hop, this is almost like going to school for hip hop. You know, th- this whole series. Sit down like like Pedro said from episode 1 all the way to to the episode 16 of season 4 and, you know, by the time you're done you'll be uh you you'll be uh, an expert on hip hop i mean that that's how much information's in here
1: yeah you'll be able to really go deeper into some of the nuances of hip hop especially as it became a culture that spread across the country and now worldwide you'll yeah. be able to really talk about that i mean one of the things that really fascinated me i'm from new york city so it's very easy for me to say oh, I know this rapper, he's from the Bronx, Queens, whatever. Right,
0: right, exactly. You know,
1: you have your easy West Coast folks, but there's pockets of places that were doing hip-hop in a different way, and as they started to develop, you really start catching on. I mean, like the Atlanta scene, when that really started kind of getting big and some of these other places.
0: New Orleans, Houston, Austin, Texas. I mean, these places that you wouldn't really think had a huge hip-hop scene, but they've not only had a huge hip-hop scene, but had a huge impact on hip hop in general. So, and they had
1: their own style and they were working with whatever they were hearing and making it their own based on what they saw, what they were doing, how they spoke. And, and that was, that's, that's really fun to see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's dope, man. Definitely check it out. All right, well, this concludes this episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. Thanks for hanging out. Please be sure to share, to like, to subscribe. Drop us five stars if you can. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Luis and Pedro. Be sure to visit
1: musicallyspeakingpodcast.com for show notes, past episodes, and our blog. Please
0: subscribe, like, or share with a friend. Till next time.